so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome back. To Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And I'm sometimes obnoxious, but this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and we talk about it. And we just watched season six, episode three, If At Last You Do Succeed, which aired on October 6th, 1990, and is the one where Stan tries to win Dorothy back well he gets no rich. no no that was not his intent we'll get into it he tries to win her back into his good graces how about that he yes he tries to make amends he tries to make amends i would probably paraphrase it more as saying this is the one where dorothy questions her relationship with stan and how she thinks of stan rather than stan winning dorothy back. So i think it was more about dorothy than stan i could have used more potato jokes We'll get into it. <laughs> um, Guys, we want to first off apologize for the very long delay. Um, it was my birthday. I think we talked about at some point. Happy and birthday. Thank you. And uh, and then we both have just very, we had crazy busy schedules these past few weeks, which is good because that means good things are happening for mm-hmm. us. And like we need to keep that going. Um, and so we were very, very busy and we, we hate taking a break and I, I actually get very anxious about it. I I do too. If you look at the timestamp of when I, I think sent a tweet and I wrote a a Facebook message saying that this week's episode was going to be up a little later. I think it was at like five 30 in the morning. As soon as I learned that we couldn't do Monday uh, because we were going to record on Monday, but then we couldn't for whatever reason. And I was like, Oh, they're going to hate us. I know. I don't hate us guys. Even, even Alaska today texted me being like, yo. Yo, where's the podcast? I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guys, trust me. It brings me just as much anxiety. Me too. As it does you. Um, thank you all for your patience. And, you know, every time I posted a message apologizing, everybody was very, very kind about I it. I didn't apologize once. You did. Well, I think they all know it's me. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, guys, yeah. so sorry. But I did have an it's IRL Golden Girls moment that was a, like it was like a ghost IRL fan spotting. Oh, yeah. You I, told I texted me this. you about yes. this last night. So I did a show, a really great show. We should have her on. Her name's Mo Welch. She's a really funny comedian. Oh, yes. You know yes. Mo? I don't and know her personally, but I know her fiance. I work with her fiance sister. Oh, great. She's 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 great. She just recently got engaged. Yes. Um, yeah, I've done her podcast. Really good podcast. And she has a show here in Los Angeles at the Virgil um, like every month and it's really good. Anyway, I did horribly on it, but uh, I, I, I decided to do a story. It's never a good option when you're a stand-up. I was like, I'm going to go out on a limb and I was going right before, all right, yeah, I was going right before our very first guest on this podcast, the reason why this podcast really exists. Gabby Dunn. Gabby Dunn. I was literally performing before her and I was like, oh, I'll do a story like she's going to do a story. It's great. My stories didn't go so well. I mean, it went fine. It was fine, but it wasn't like a laugh riot. That's okay. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, uh, and Gabby did great, I will say. And Mo, it's a great show. You should check it out. But I went to the restroom, and as I was peeing, some guy said, nice set. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. That was pity. And, uh, and, and then he washed his hands, and it was quiet for a moment. And then out of nowhere, he was like, it was basically a golden takeaway. And he just left. And I was like, oh, you listen. And he just left. He just left. And I, I, so a mystery fan, if you are listening, which 
I presume maybe you are now because maybe you thought I would bring this. I don't know. But hello tweeted us or Facebook us. You were wearing a striped shirt. And I thank you for thinking I did well when I so did not. I, I like to think that you were in the bathroom, like, washing your hands next to each... This is how I pictured it when you texted me. My dick was out. I You're, was peeing. Okay. Yes. I picture you, like, standing near I each was other. Handicapped. And And he says, great set. And you're like, thanks. And then you kind of, like, look away or down at your dick or whatever. And then he goes... Uh, it was like a golden takeaway. And you go, huh? And you look up and he's just gone. He's gone. Like he was literally a ghost. That's uh, kind of what I pictured. So much fun. So you much always fun. get recognized still to this day. I yeah. never. Well, I, this, I mainly get recognized because of the tattoo. Yeah. But you don't like perform a lot. Like, Yeah, you... but I go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> People aren't recognizing me. Recognizing me? Recognizing People me. People don't recognize me in Trader Joe's. The only times I get recognized are in like weird situations where my tattoo is out or like I'm doing something obnoxious. Oh, I guess I should and put myself do, in more weird situations. Yeah, you situations. don't do obnoxious things. You're a more controlled person than I am. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Before we get into this episode, we do have someone to thank, a fan yes. of the podcast, for a donation. Yes. Once again, hope I don't butcher your name, to Margaret Stenrus. I'm going to say, I feel like it's probably like Stenrus. Margaret Stenrus? Uh, Margaret. I am the man who met with Trump in Russia. <laughs> Margaret Stenrus. Thank you. It sound, anyway. It sounded like a Russian don't Margaret, accent. we thank, thank you, you so, so much. Should we get in this episode? I'm so excited to get in this episode. All right. I want to talk about war bonds. I know. I want to talk about war bonds. Um, yeah. Rose is having a yard sale. She's already started moving stuff out onto the she, lawn. Like, so, like, she lives with other people, but she didn't tell anybody else. I also like that she, Rose is very trusting. She just put all this stuff out on the lawn and then came back inside. Mm, yeah, those I'm are like, the days. that's, people are just going to take it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, Blanche does not like yard sales. No. Does not like them. Does not want uh, strangers coming up on her lawn. Strangers wearing Simpsons t-shirts. Wearing Simpsons which t-shirts. Which is like such a strange, that line throws me off because I forget that Simpsons has been around that long, that it was in a world where the Golden Girls were still on. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's, it's a... There was a Simpsons joke on yeah, the Golden Girls. That's just bonkers to me. And whenever, I've heard this, seen this episode a bunch of times, obviously, and every time I hear it, I'm like, bleh, bleh. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. so crazy. That's so crazy. I mean, there's not really much else to say about it. But I know, it is but so now crazy. I'm thinking, like, I don't know, <laughs> 10, 20 years from now, we're going to be like, can you believe that they made a South Park joke on Scrubs? I don't know. That's no one will be doing that. Um, <laughs> so Blanche does not want Rose to have this yard no. sale. She doesn't want people up on her lawn. I don't know that I would either. I feel like it's going to put some dents in the lawn with the shoes and just if she has anything. What are you heavy. talking about? It's going to be out on the lanai. Plug? <laughs> no, she said it was out on the front lawn. Um, so. Uh, she buys all of Rose's crapola for yes. $50 and <laughs> immediately throws it in the garbage. Which is amazing. Um, so then Stan shows up. Stan walks in. I, I don't think hi, we've it's seen. it's me, Stan. I don't think we've heard. Hi, we've heard it, it, hi, it's me, Stan. Hi, it's me, Stan. Hi, it's me, failure. Hi, it's me, Stan and Dorothy. Yeah. He entered and said the, his his catchphrase so many times. In I this don't episode. remember. I could be wrong because you guys know I am not like a crazy detailed person when it comes to this. But I don't think Stan has said had an entrance where he said, hi, it's me, Stan, a lot. And I think they intentionally made that a thing from this episode. 
You think this is or, where... Or he said it in different ways in the past, and they were like, oh, well, why don't we just make this now a thing? This is what he does. Because he comes back a lot these next two seasons. Mm-hmm. So he, like, they get married in this season, or they almost get married. I don't um, know. I... I, I could be wrong. Yeah, Maybe he's done I it before. I feel like he has said hi to me a lot. I don't remember. A, he wasn't on a lot. I mean, he's only been in a handful of episodes before this. If you really think about it. Like, marriage episode, Christmas episode. Um, I mean, don't even try to name them all. There aren't he's, that many. If no, you look at his has. IMDb, he, he has not been in that many episodes. Like, overall. So, it had it didn't really ever... When Sophia got sick, There's that's the third episode. Like, he really... The catchphrase, I don't know where it came from because mm-hmm. I don't remember it as being as, as much a thing as it was on this episode. Because they did the, the, the sort of the Power of Three thing where it's like, say it so many times, it's a fucking ongoing joke. And they never did Are that Are you sure before. he didn't say it in the first episode? No, because he, he, she shut the door on him. Maybe he said it when, when she opened the door, hi, it's me, Stan, and he closed, she slammed okay. the door on him. But right. I don't remember that even. I, I could I be think wrong. He's, you guys go to Facebook and yell at me. I think he, I think he said it a good amount by this time. Um, but he shows up because he's rich. He has... Oh, he's come up with such a good idea, and he's going to be on TV. He's going to have a television commercial. He has sold... 628. The, um, it's a, a contraption called the Zborny, which is a baked potato opener. You can open the baked potato without burning your fingers. Also the name for his dick. Yes. Um, that was a great... Because Rose asks what it is, and Dorothy's like, I put up with it for 38 years, Rose, so you don't want to know. Does Stan have a name for his dick? You're Stan? No. No? Well, I feel like we've talked about that before. Maybe. Um, I don't have a name for mine, really. I mean, you I didn't know, ask, but... Maybe, maybe, like, Barbara Pierce Bush. <laughs> You've thought about... You were like, God, I just need somebody. I need, a, like, an organic way to bring it up so I could just <laughs> tell the podcast <laughs> listeners what I call my dick. Mm, you want some of my Barbara Pierce Bush? Can we talk about his name for the contraption and, like, just branding overall and, and yeah. sort of word sure. associations? We're on a podcast. The baked potato, he calls it the Sborny, <laughs> right? Because yes. that's his name. Yes. That's a terrible name for a product that is meant to open a baked potato so you don't burn your fingers. I'm not going to remember what that's called. Yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't I want connect to the product. catchy. Yeah. I want a pun. Yeah. You know? It's sort of like... I had um, some pitches. Oh, you do? Okay. None of them are that good because we didn't have, we finished the episode. Pitch me. I'm a, I'm a businessman. Sell me this, Carrie. Okay. So you know how there's that game Hot Potato? Yeah. Like you. You already lost me. Too much explanation. Okay. It's called <laughs> Hot Potato. Oh. No more. Oh. Okay. Pass, pass on that. Um, hands free. Spuds E. Oh, no. No. Okay. No. Uh, no fuss tater splitter. Oh, I like the name tater. And also Tater's tater. You get good. the potato in. No fuss. Oh, no this is going to be an easy project. No There's a lot of fuss in my life. It's going to yeah. get rid of the fuss. A mm. sporny. It's a therapist. A sporny. And I don't know what that is. Yeah, true. I don't want to. I'm not going to be up at 2 a.m. Yeah, you People need, watch infomercials late at night. You need like a. You need the name. It needs to be connected to either the, the end result of the product or the thing that is the product. Like it has like to the be. the thing that it does. There was this. You know did I, mean? I ever tell you the Shardy Party story? No, I don't think I so. I had the gayest former boss who every time he would leave, he was obsessed with Chardonnay. He was like Ramona Singer on Real Housewives of New York. She was obsessed with Pinot Grigio. I don't Grigio. know who that is. She, Real Housewives. Just go with it. Okay. The people listening might. And and he would be like, it's time for a shardy party. And he would leave work, like, go into his shardy party, which meant Chardonnay. He was going to get his Chardonnay because yes, it was yes, 5 yes, o'clock. Yes. Shardy 
said very quickly as you're leaving sounds Shartie. like Sharty. Sharty party. Sounds like he's having a shit leaking out of his butt party. A farting butt poop party. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> and, an unfortunate. I can see the yeah. the pa- the I can see the the thought but process there. You remember Sharty party because of the poop. So if he branded that he could be rich and gross. At least Shardy Party is like funny and you kind of get it. Like yeah. I'm, I just pulled up a couple as seen on TV products, right? Mm. They're all very self-explanatory, right? Shake weight, shake weight. Sure, shake weight. The easy egg witch, oh, right? It yeah. makes an easy egg sandwich What's for you. What's that spray that covers the baldness? You remember those commercials? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Wig cleaner. It's just called wig cleaner. Does Wendy Williams sponsor that? Oh, the bacon boss. You make crispy bacon in your icro- microwave. Oh, have you seen the ones where you can make the bacon bowls? No, I haven't. Yeah, you can make bacon bowls. But a lot of these, the mighty light, the night angel. What's the squ- night angel? Squishy sand. What's the night angel? I don't know what it's that a, is. It's a, a little thingy that you put on. Uh, it's like a little night light for your uh, outlets that you plug in so that you can see at night to plug it in. It's so an angel it's for nighttime. Night it's light. a godsend. It's a literal godsend. It's a nightlight. It's a nightlight for your outlets so that you can, if you need to plug something All in at night. All nightlights are for the outlet. Well, but it doesn't, <laughs> but it doesn't use the outlet power. It's LED lights. I don't know. Shut up. I'm just saying. I'm literally just Google imaging things, and they're all oh, better God. than Sporny. Well, his product does very well. A Japanese company, he's trying to toy with them to sponsor. I really didn't follow a lot of that. But He, he wanted to make a deal with the Japanese. Probably yeah, he wanted to, to like yeah. have them acquired or something. So... I also I also have notes on his um, on like the catchphrase of the product. Yeah, what was it? It's um, with a zborny. A day without potatoes is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes have so much sugar in them. There's no <laughs> mention of not burning your hands, yeah. making a mess. Like, yeah. oh, Stan. You know right what I loved about bat, this scene, though? So all the, they all gather around the television to watch. And this is such a thing from early 90s, 80s sort of sitcoms where everyone's watching a particular thing on the television. I, I remember it on Roseanne so vividly, Family Matters. Like, all of them had it where you couldn't actually... You couldn't you, you couldn't see what was on the screen usually. It was always like you saw the back of the television box because it was always this big box that mm-hmm. sort of was freestanding in the center of the room and never flush against a wall or anything, which is the strangest angle. And you're watching the back of this box and people react to the box. And now, like, that changed later on. Like, in the late 80s, you start seeing, or late 90s, you start seeing, like, on Will and Grace, they had a TV room. You never really saw the TV. Right. They just saw them on the couch. Right. You never, the TV was just sort of a light coming on yeah. them. And, and and now, of course, you really never really see it because TVs are, like, hanging on a wall Well, and yeah, and also it's a cost issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Lot, I mean, yeah. no matter what they're watching, you either have to shoot that footage to show it on the TV, yeah. or you have to license some sort of footage, which costs money. If you don't yeah. need to, you don't do it. It's really, it's really fun. I love that. I love that shot. Also, Sophia, very quickly, I think Stan mentions how many he's sold. Oh, Sophia's on the they map. They mention She's the all price about that money. on the commercial, and she very quickly busts out a calculator. Don't know where she got it from, but she busts out a calculator, and she's like, oh my God, like, Stan, you're rich. Yeah. She doesn't know what his overhead costs are. I mean, that's getting a little too much into the muddy waters. Like, I guess. She's, she's about the bottom dollar. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Stan wants to woo the Japanese, and he wants Don't Dorothy we all? to Don't go we all? with him. 
Oh, yeah, I, always. I'm totally about wooing them. And Dorothy is like not interested in going with him. No, Dorothy has had enough. What's interesting about this, and you'll see this throughout the episode. This is a perfect episode to prove my point here. She enables him. Like, she complains about him being in her life and him wanting stuff from her. Mm-hmm. And yet she constantly sort of has these moments where she gets angry at him, but then she like gives in to him and she gives him her time. And it's like this back and forth where she acts like she doesn't want him in her life, but then she invites him in. Well, you know, they have a complicated relationship. Like I think about my own parents who, Mm -hmm. you know, finally my dad moved out because they're, you know, they're roommates. But I think like when you're married to someone and you have kids and yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and he was there for her when Sophia was in the hospital. I feel like, you know, they have their ups and their downs. Of course. And so... They have I, children together. Yeah. I, I think that, like, she, you know, she let him in. Yeah. She's not going to, like, kick him out. But yeah. when he's, like, she thinks he might want something from yes. her, I think it's, like, her guard is up. Yeah. You know? Totally. This was a really interesting episode in terms of, like, there sort of being an open-ended... Yeah. ending sort yeah. of with like the status of their relationship well, because later on in the season stuff happens yeah. yeah between them yeah spoiler alert <laughs> um i like how when he left he said that he went through his entire book to try to find someone he made it to the z's and it was between dorothy and his mother and his mother's choose too loudly and he needed someone who and why is his mother still alive a eh? but uh choose too loudly and and that isn't not too overly sexy which is like why you're trying to woo this tr- woman exactly into going with yeah. you and you're basically saying she's the beast from beauty and the beast yeah yeah and that yeah it was between you and my mom yeah that's not the way to win her over stanley yeah but stan's also but it a, works in the end. a pig and yeah. Yeah. yeah um so the next morning in the meantime, yeah. Blanche, at, when she was getting rid of all of Rose's junk while she yeah. was just trashing it, um, she found some St. Olaf war, war bonds. bonds. Now, war bonds, guys. Because I, I was recently, I was on a date with someone a while back, and then this episode came up, and the guy, <laughs> it was a guy, the guy was like, what's a war bond? And I was like, how do you not know what a war bond is? Do you not study history in high school? Like Daddy Warbond was my favorite character in Annie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Warbond. I just got that. I just went with it. See, I was yesing you. You were yeah, you I were was yesing yes, you. You were being supportive. I was being supportive. You're of, like, oh, you know something. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. And then you're like, no. Uh, why don't you explain what a war bond it's is? It's really simple. Basically, the U they they modern like US governments use it to like finance war, essentially. And how it works is like they produce like the government produces a lot of extra cash. So they put a bunch of extra cash into sort of rotation and they, people buy these bonds so that they're guaranteed. They and when they cash them in, they'll be able to get the cash back. But the, the in mo- some money with interest. So the money, yeah. So the money, well, I don't know if it's interest involved. I don't know about that, but okay. the money that is put into it, um, then the government uses to pay for war and stuff. Mm-hmm. With the thinking that, like, 10 years down the road after, like, we've paid everything back and everything is good, you can cash in on these bonds during hard times maybe or retirement or whatever. Oh, got it. And you can get, you can get your money. Um, but it really – it just helps control inflation and all those interesting things that is only interesting to me. Carry on back to the episode. <laughs> when Daddy Warbond sang – no. 
Warbucks, um, Warbucks. I know. Oh. oh, that would have been fun if they called War Bonds. Warbucks, get your Warbucks here. <laughs> Sponsored by MGM. That's a fun name. Yeah. It's Warbucks. <laughs> um, so Blanche uh, has found a War Bond. She's found 50 of them. She's found 50 of them. And For $1,000 a piece. Worth $1,000 each, which is $50,000. How much was that in uh, 1990? Yeah, you mean now in 2017? Because in 1990 it was fifty thousand. Well, fifty thousand, but equi- what would that be the equivalent of today? Uh, Ninety-three thousand seven hundred and eight dollars and eighty-eight cents. So, just an estimate that you have? <laughs> <laughs> I did a calculator. That's a uh, uh, that's a lot of money. I mean, it is it is in theory a lot of money, yes, but like, do they tax? They wouldn't tax that. They couldn't tax no, it, you right? No, it's town. Yeah, they don't tax that. Um, because it's a, it's like already like it's already cash like it's cash. Well, also, essentially cash. Yeah, you can't. Um, it's not like a lottery ticket. Yeah, no. I mean, it is a lot of money, but at the same time, like it concerns me. Like Saint Olaf is a small town. I get that, mm-hmm. but like the operating budget for a town, I think I don't know, but I would assume would have to be over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Because, like, you have to pay for, like, trash collection. I don't know. Maybe maybe St. Olaf has four people in it. I doubt it. Yeah. So what you're referring to, which we learn a little bit later in the episode, is that um, if Blanche cashes in these war bonds, she will bankrupt St. Olaf. Yes. That's big. Well, I mean, and because St. Olaf also, like, has to pay it out. Like, it's it's through the government of the local municipality that you buy it through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, though, if municipalities issued war bonds. That, that would be an interesting question. Cause I maybe always thought it was, it was like, like a, a commonwealth. I thought it was a federal government thing, but maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not the person to but they But they decided to do their own war bonds because they had a genius idea during the war, during World War II, for attack cows. And mm-hmm. I can tell you... There, they exist. Attack cows exist. See now, attack cows. Now that's a product I'd buy on late night TV. That's how you. That's how you get them. That's how you. You rein them in. I've been in your apartment. Get you your not, attack cows. Do you realize the attack amount? Cows. Have you ever been standing around and? Whatever you thought you might be no. attacked, we'll get your attack cows. Attack house is a much better name for a product than Sporny. This is clearly a bit Carrie's doing because I have been in her apartment and the the links we have to go to to walk into your front door because of your puppy. He's not a puppy. He's just a small dog. It's a puppy. Okay. Um, the cow. The cow would be like, no, sorry. Oh yeah, the cow couldn't step over the baby gates we have at the front door. <laughs> We can't let our dog get out. If we open the door and he gets out, he's going to fight a dog and it'll be bad. <laughs> there's a great I there's a great line exchange between Rose and Blanche that I love in this scene where um Blanche Rose basically tells Blanche that she wants that that, that Blanche should split the war bonds with yeah. her or give them to yeah, should split them with her. Yeah. And Blanche doesn't want to and Rose goes, Charlie would want me to have him. <sighs> and Blanche Bring goes, up the dead husband. George would want me to keep him. Don't try me, Rose Nyland. I'll match you dead husband for dead husband. <laughs> loved it. I loved it. Because for a second, a I was like, oh, Rose. And yeah. then I was like, I love it, Blanche. George wanted me to keep him. It was so, it's so perfect. good. So perfect. Uh, uh. What a great, I'll match you dead husband for dead husband. It's so amazing. Um, so... 
Dorothy comes home. Yes. She says Stan will not leave her alone about going to this dinner to woo the Japanese. It's just a fucking dinner. But it's big for Stanley. It's big. This is a big business acquisition. Of course. Potentially. Which is why, like, why not just do it, Dorothy? You're, you're clearly letting him into your life. Do it. I don't get Dorothy in this episode. I'm a little like, Dorothy, you're being just annoying. Well, she's worried at this point because she, it's almost like, not that she's insulted, but she's worried that he's trying to buy her love. And she even says her children's love. And then we see that Sophia is kind of getting in on wooed it, yeah. by Stan in his money. So that's her concern, I think, at this point, is the way he's going about doing it, like buying okay. her a kimono, okay. I guess. I get it. Um, I mean, every outfit she wears is essentially a kimono. So is it really that big of a deal? Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. I'd be curious. It would have been nice. Kimonos for... inherently are just baggy drapes. I would actually have loved to have seen B. Arthur oh in a God. kimono. Don't even get me started. Do not even get me started. I would, ugh, I would, I would pay I, all of my rent to see that. Can you see her in a kimono, like relaxing on the couch? Yes, no I can. Shoes. No, no shoes. No shoes. Never any shoes, ever. Her gargantuan feet just hanging up there on that coffee table. No shoes. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Watching them just chuck the corn. <laughs> just chucks the corn right off. Just Wait, right what? off. What's the corn? Different episode. Chucks the corn. Chucks the corn? Is that what it's called? No, it's shucks the corn. Oh, yeah. I you don't... shuck corn. You don't chuck it because then you're just throwing it. But it kind of is thrown when you do that, right? No, you shuck it. You're You're peeling... Have you never shucked corn? No, we buy corn in can or from the grocery store pre-shucked. Well, shucks. <laughs> we would shuck corn all the time. It was like a fun summertime thing where I'd, I'm going to sound so like hillbilly right now. Yeah. We'd sit out on the porch with a paper bag and corn and we'd shuck it and we'd put the... That um, doesn't sound fun at all. I mean... I'd be inside watching television with a can of Coca-Cola. There's something real fun about wrapping your hands around a piece of corn Disagree. and just shucking it. And, and then and then you get all the little, like, the fine little hairs. Because you got, like, the outside husk, right? But mm. then you got the little fine Disagree. hairs or whatever. And then they'd get all over the deck and you try to pick them up or sweep them. And, like, you could never get them all. That sounds horrible. I got sunshine. I, I don't need get that. sunshine and I, fresh air. I, we, had a, we had, you know, a white light. <laughs> I, was, I lived in a room, watched television for 18 years before I was released to the wild. <laughs> Corn on the cob does take longer to cook. That's yeah, the downside. Don't need it. My mother literally would undo a can, put it, in the, put it in the little thing, put a thing of butter in it. Boom. Dinner! That sounds pretty good. <laughs> so, um... The tension between Rose and Blanche has uh, gotten... You could, you could just, you just, just... You could feel it. It's cut palpable. with a knife. It's palpable. And they're not speaking. No. So Dorothy decides they're going to do a secret ballot mm-hmm. where it's a little bit, I guess, like secret Santa. Um, all the women weigh in on what should be done with the money. It, it comes out to split the money, let Blanche keep it, give it to the old lady, <laughs> split the money. To which Blanche replies... Big Daddy was right. Women shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> Blanche has some good lines in this episode. She, I love it. Anytime she quotes Big Daddy, yeah. anytime she quotes like... it's usually something racist or sexist or horrible. Like, or when you're burning books, you start from the bottom. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then Stan shows up. Stan shows up so many times in this episode. Stan shows up and gives Sophia a Game Boy. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, ooh. 
Uh, I traded my Game Boy when I was a kid. For what? <laughs> You're going to laugh. Food? No, movies. What movies? Just like stupid. I don't even remember. Like like Hook or something? I don't know. Like something stupid. Like cassette tapes. Oh. And, and my dad was like, do you know how much that Game Boy cost? You traded it for like three cassette tapes. I was like, I know, but I needed these movies. Aw. <laughs> I, I did the same thing with an Atari when I was a kid. Like, I no. I, you sold your Atari for I like a Paula Abdul with my brother. cassette tape? I traded it with my brother for books. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> for knowledge. stupid kid. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, I like to think that Sophia was just like playing a little like Yoshi's Cookies. Um. Is that a game? Yoshi's Cookies? Yeah, it was like Tetris, but mm. rebranded for the Mario world. Um, Stan also bought Dorothy a new convertible. Yes. Which we never, we don't see. License it's off plate, camera. Pothead. Which, I mean, I have to say, as someone who has a personalized plate, I definitely appreciate that. Mine, I loved it. Mine's Ugwai. And I love, my favorite thing with, a, with that kind of personalized plate is like, I love seeing either, and this is not, I don't suggest you do this. It's very dangerous. Don't do this. But people take pictures of my car as I'm driving. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. I see some, the other day I was I getting, bet in your rear view mirror, you see it a lot. I see it all the time. Yeah. I was, I was getting onto the freeway, guys. The freeway. And it was like one of those freeways where like there's a red light and only one car can go at a time and mm-hmm. stuff. And the, there was a woman in the car behind me and she sort of like shooed me into the lane to let me get in. So I got in in front of her and I waved at her. I was all appreciative and stuff because I'm a good driver. And, uh, and then she smiles back and then I see her whip out her phone in my rearview mirror and like take a picture of it. And I, in a small way, I hope I made her day, you know, yeah. is there something I, I imagine that someone takes that picture and like goes to whatever thing they're going to, meeting up with their friends for drinks and be like, guys, guys, you never believe this idiot with this dumbass car <laughs> had a really stupid license plate. Look at it. And everyone laughed and I made someone happy. That's really nice. Even if they were making fun of me. Yeah, that's really sweet. I'm about it. I like that. Yeah. Well, uh, Stan, while he's over there, he um, has like a little confrontation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, because he's he's saying, I get it. I get that I ruined our marriage. Mm-hmm. I get that. But it wasn't all bad. And you need to stop use holding it against me, basically. Which, you know what? On some level, if she wanted him out of her life, she could stop letting him inside. She could stop letting him in the house. She could stop enabling him. Stop responding to him. Cut it off. Cold turkey, if that's what you well, want. I mean, yes and no. Um, I mean, Stan says, you know, he's trying to make up for the mistakes he made, you know, but no matter how he's changed, she'll never see him as a new man. But he still, at the end of the day, he still wants something from Dorothy. Of course. Even though he's giving her gifts, he buys her a car, whatever, it's still because he needs something from her. And And she's letting him do that. Well, I mean, so she can't be annoyed by at this it. point. She's not accepting any of it, though. She's not taking the car. She doesn't want these things because it goes back to her saying, like, I don't want him to try to, like, buy my love and affection. But Stan is disrespecting Dorothy and that he's not allowing her to have any kind of relationship on her terms. It's always on his terms. So, like, I get I get where she I get where they're both coming from. I think for Stan's personality, it makes sense that he's like, hey, I'm trying to right my wrongs. And this yeah. is how he thinks he needs to do it. Maybe in Dorothy's world, 
Stan writing his wrongs is but just being a good person and doing nice things, like when he showed up at the hospital for Sophia. Yeah. So I think it's he's just... He's doing that. He, he showed up at the hospital for Sophia. But he's showing up and giving her gifts because he wants her to go to this dinner with him. But and she also, doesn't want to go. he wants her to be a part of this newfound success. It's right. not just the dinner. But that's it's him like, saying that this, this saying is how like he wants Zbornak to define their relationship. That's how he wants to define the relationship. I don't know. I think I think Dorothy's just being a little too. I mean, I I can I can totally sympathize with her wanting him out of her life, completely. Like I can I get that. But if that's what you want, then do it. Mm-hmm. Like don't answer, don't respond, don't acknowledge. Like move on. You have no need to talk to this man. You have grown children. Like bye, boy, mm-hmm. bye. To the left, to the left. Yeah. Cue Beyonce. Get out the cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of a big moment. Stan storms out. Uh, and then a little bit later, uh, Dorothy's in the kitchen with the rest of the women. And she's actually saying that she's impressed that Stan Mm -hmm. stood up for himself. Yeah. Um, and then she says, he's not the same guy who once yelled, paint my toenails. We just invaded Korea. I don't get that. Do you? Uh, no. I don't get it. Of course I don't get it. If you don't get it, I definitely <laughs> yeah, don't get guys, it. Guys, try to explain this to me. I don't get it. Like, I don't get paint why. My to- I, I, paint my toenail. It's a guy who. Is it like a nail salon never, joke? I, I don't. Is it racist? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. She's saying that. I mean, people in nail salon, there's that, you know, that often is like Asian Americans. and which Right. Is, but know, like the joke that she's money. making is, is like. The, the the purpose behind the joke is to sh- pro- like show that he used to maybe be like a wet blanket or like a doormat. He finally stood up for himself. This isn't the guy that, you know, would always say like, here, roll on over me. Use me as a doormat. Yeah, I don't That's get like that. The, I don't get it. I paint my toenails. Don't get it. And, and also don't paint my toenails ever. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Stan takes my uh, nail polish and he'll paint. Your stand. My stand. You must clarify. My stand. Yes. <laughs> Not a news stand. A new stand. My stand. Um, every now and then we'll take my nail polish out or if I'm painting my nails, he'll paint like two of his Uh-oh. and then he just leaves it on for days and it's really funny and it like, and he can never get it off. And Guys, gay alert. No. <laughs> right now at home, he put on, um, like a midnight navy blue Ooh. and then he put, uh, sparkles over it, mm. but he didn't know you had to wait for the bottom coat to dry before he put on the top coat. Is and I was like, great. Is this him embracing his, uh, Carson Daly of 2017 moment? What do you mean? Oh, God. I remember something from Nostalgia 1990s, and did you Carson don't. Did Carson Daly used to wear That's nail polish? all he ever fucking did was wear this nail polish. And I, I, On I was, TRL? Yes, all the fucking oh, time. Oh, I don't remember. Hated it. Hated it. I, was always, I always hated him because he was always like that guy who like was chubby as a kid, and then he lost a lot of weight, and he thought he was like this shit as an adult, and mm-hmm. he stayed that way. Like His career mm-hmm. is being that, and um, I resent him for it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Wow. Strong feelings. Very strong unless, feelings. Unless he wants to hire me for something yes. and Yes, in which case you take it all back. <laughs> um, so then Rose tells the St. Olaf story about the world's tallest, or about their tallest woman, and the point is be thankful for your health. Yeah. Well, really, <laughs> the point is that there is no point to the story. That's what the crow said. <laughs> I. That's the only story, non-story, I'm ever interested in hearing. <laughs> um so then, uh, out on the lanai, hey. Uh, hey. Um, Rose is worried that Blanche yeah. might But Dorothy is giving spend, Blanche the benefit of the doubt here. She might cash the war bonds in. She is. She says, you know, 
Blanche wouldn't do something like that. Which I think is level-headed. But, you know, Dorothy's giving Blanche a lot of credit here, which I agree. She deserves it because she is a good person. And as soon as she says that, Blanche walks in and goes, God, I look good in diamonds. Which one should I keep? Like, she's she has four diamond rings on. They're on loan, which I always thought that came with a security guard. I I was yeah, I was wondering that, too. I was like, wait a second. They just gave you, like, how much money did you have I mean, I guess it's like a lease. To- like, you rent a car. Like, it's one of those things. Like, if you lose it, you're out a lot of money. So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe they do she it. just put down some kind of like security. I don't own. I don't really or... wear jewelry. I have a necklace, but I don't really wear jewelry outside of that. I, I don't, I'm wearing no jewelry. I know. I don't. Maybe Mine's it's religious like, affiliated. Maybe it's like when a designer loans out jewelry mm. for like someone on the red carpet. They, you know, I get so many offers about that, and I have to say, no, I just don't wear jewelry. You no, know, I just don't wear jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, designers. Um, so Blanche uh, still doesn't know what to do. So Dorothy recommends she does a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally Dorothy tells Blanche that, like, you know, we're family. You know, you guys have to stick together. You have to support each other. Yeah. And part of me, when she was sort of giving Blanche that speech, I was like, oh, I feel like she's not only saying this to Blanche, you know, with regard to their situation with the war bonds, but oh. maybe it's also a little bit for her. Cause, <gasps> oh, because you know when someone, when someone says something, oftentimes it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves. When they yell, when they get angry, when they get sad. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're right. My mom always said when I was a kid. Because I got made fun of a lot, and I didn't really, I didn't really care about it. Because I was always just weird, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I had this like false sense of confidence, and I was like, "They just don't get it," <laughs> <laughs> which I still have to this day. Um, it's it's much cuter on a child, and I everything's I, cuter on a child. Yeah, well, not everything. Everything's cuter uh, than an interuterine on a child. Not everything. Show queen, those little child show queen ladies like Jean Benet, and that's not cuter. Um, Whoa! <laughs> sorry, it's just you not. You can't just, just casually not. name drop Jean Benet. <laughs> oh, I can. I've oh, created that brand. Uh, no, oh. so so. You know, but my mom would always say, whenever they make fun of you, it's just because they're jealous. And so whenever like people made fun of me, I always thought they were jealous. But then I got to like the guys who were like the cool kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Who were really cool, and they like, especially as we got into high school, and they were like having sex and stuff, and I was just like not. And even though I had sex, but it wasn't like cool sex. Uh, and they were like football kids. And I was just like, I don't think they're jealous of me, actually. I really don't. It's really sweet to me that you believed that as a child, because yeah. I was told that, too, as a child. And I was like, no, they don't. Like, yeah. I, knew, I was like, fuck you. No, <laughs> I believed it. I believed it. But then after a while, I was like, oh, they just they're just arrogant. I got it. I got it. I do believe, though, in retrospect that they were insecure oh i think that in their own way they were experiencing the same insecurities i I was in different ways they were like jealous of my like 13 year old mosquito bite boobs (laughs) stupid so blanche decides she's gonna do the right thing (laughs) you pass that one real quick (laughs) she rips the war bonds up and rose tells blanche that the saint uh, the town of saint olaf is so happy about the fact that yeah. she's not going to spend They're in them. the kitchen now. They're in the kitchen that uh, they are going to build a statue of Blanche, yes. which they're going to fund yeah. by taking money out of the $500,000 emergency 500, statue fund. 
dollars. They're so dumb in that town. They're so dumb. So, but you can't touch that money because of the. It's an emergency. What? What? What do you? How would? Oh, how would you define a statue emergency? Well, there was that one with Lucy when she had that janked up face. Remember that one a couple years a year ago, I guess now, where in like somewhere there was a stat in New York there was a statue of Lucy, or like a bust or whatever mm-hmm. with Lucy, and it, it did not Lucille look, Ball, Lucille Ball, and it had. I didn't know if you're talking did about you, Lucy Lawless or something. No, what other Lucy you were am I talking, talking about, about? Lucy like like a cigarette Blanche's niece. No, no one thinks that when you say Lucy. Okay, um, <laughs> but Lucille Ball. And it was like a janked up face that she had, and they like they it was an emergency. They had to fix it, so like they fixed it. Now it looks more like Lucille Ball. So maybe that. But okay, what you just defined was like a statue. Uh oh, a statue. Oopsie, a yeah. statue. We should fix this. But emergency? No. Um. Like when is it an emergency? Well. I mean, I bet when Washington died, everyone was like, we better hurry up on that Washington Monument. It took them 100 years after that. But still, like, I bet they were like, we got to get this going. Mm. He's dead. I don't just uh, the emergency thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And then and Blanche is just like and then Dorothy gets up. What's really funny is Dorothy gets up and she's like, oh, Blanche, I'm sorry. I think I've given you some really bad advice. And she just leaves wearing this sort of like pajama sweats, purple and gray outfit that mm-hmm. I was feeling hardcore. All of it. I wanted it. Oh, I could wear that. I could wear that. Someday, maybe one of us will become a seamstress or maybe just learn how to sew. I did and costumes in college. Learn. Okay, so... Maybe you should get some fabric and we should learn how to like, what do you do? You just lay down and we measure your body and then cut fabric around your body and then sew it? No. I don't know. It's called measurements. Okay. (laughs) Well, then we'll do it someday. I'll watch you do it. Okay. I'll eat tater tots. There. Tater reference. We need more. (laughs) We needed more potato references. I love tater tots. I do too. They're very good. Very good. Stan shows up again. Oh. Wearing a tux, he wants Dorothy to help him tie his bow tie. This is where I get. This is where I kind of get upset with Stan. He doesn't take no for an answer. Also, why does she invite him in? Tell him to leave. Tell him to go to the party. Tell him to get someone yeah, else to tie could. the bow tie. She could, and and you're right. Maybe she is enabling him by helping him tie his bow tie. Um, and then she gets all sweet. Like literally, as soon as he she lets him in and she starts tying the fucking tie, her mood changes into being like. Wow. Oh, how many ties have I tied over the And it's like, God, Dorothy, what are you doing? Stop bitching if you don't want to sit on the D. <laughs> it's interesting because he says something in the scene, and I thought he was going to say another thing. He says, yeah. uh, you know, I have all the successes. And I thought he was going to say, but I've got no one to share it with. And I was like, oh, that would be like a really sweet sentiment. But he goes, you know, I have all the success I want, and I'm scared of failure. Hi, mm. it's me, failure. A- Okay, so now you're aware of your own catchphrase. B, like, you could not just, oh, I just, just when I think, oh, Stan's going to say something sweet and mm. not selfish and something about Dorothy and not him, he just, nah. I think inherently Stan is selfish, and that's part of his character, and I'm yeah. glad they kept him that way. But there are moments, too, there are moments that he is really very, not only self-aware, but very sweet in this episode. Mm. Like, he, there, there are, there are. He... 
I, I do think there is something very, if she's going to allow him in and enable him in the way that he does, she is, and he's making an effort mm-hmm. to win her back in whatever way he's doing it, he's making an effort. Regardless of the, how that effort is being made, mm-hmm. it should be acknowledged. Yeah. If you're going to allow it in and instead of just shitting on it. And that's where I'm like, Dorothy, playing a dangerous game, playing a dangerous game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a Katie Lang song. Is it? No, no. but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I don't know. So Dorothy decides she's going to go with Stan to the to the dinner. With the oh, Japanese. but she does it in such a sweet way. I loved. I loved it. She. So he was tying the tie, or she was tying the tie and everything, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Thanks," and he was going to go presumably to the dinner, and then she was like, "Why don't you pick me up in an hour?" No, she says, "Come back in an hour." Come back in an hour. And because it's going to take her a while to get ready, which is so cute. But also, he's going to be fucking late for the dinner. He's going to be so late. He's it's gonna a be big late. business dinner. He he's was gonna like, be so late. time of time, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Anyway. I'm late for the dinner. I think he might have even said he was late already, maybe. I don't know. But he is going to be late. Mm-hmm. But they're going to look great. Yeah. So they go together. Mm-hmm. And, then and when she they... has that coy face where she's like rubbing on his face. Yeah, it was She does weird. that like yeah. that weird backhand rub that she loves doing. And it's, it's really, it was weird and like almost like oddly erotic in like a gross way. Yeah, it was affectionate. It was, you know. It, it was, was that thing that they did when they didn't want to kiss. It was nostalgic. It was affectionate and nostalgic. Whenever I'm with one. someone and they want to like touch my face, I'm always like, no. I had, I had, I had a massage recently on mm-hmm. my birthday actually. Yeah. And, and she wanted to like massage my face. And I was like, don't touch my face. Don't touch my face. With the, your dirty, oily fingers? Just don't touch my face. <laughs> I don't want anyone touching my face. If, even if I'm going to have sex with you, I don't want to touch your face. No face I'll touching. I'll kiss. I'll kiss. Yeah. But I'm not going to like rub all in it and like squeeze your mouth and like touch your eyes and shit. Fingers in the mouth? That I'm okay with. Okay. But like <laughs> don't caress my cheek. Yeah. Don't caress my face. Like it's just a face. There's nothing. There's no stimulate, uh, stimulant around my face other than my mouth. Like maybe my ears. You should. Your next. Um, maybe your my next, neck. Uh, customized license plate should say don't caress my face if you could get it to be that long wow that's long we're yeah. not we're not in england well you could get it you could get it shortened so <laughs> dorothy and stan come home from the dinner yeah. and dorothy is dressed to teach a class at hogwarts yeah she, <laughs> yeah, she is she's totally uh what's what's the maggie smith character I forget the name. <laughs> oh, oh, people are going to kill us for that. Sorry, guys. I'll she find out. She looks like she just came from the wonderful world of Harry Potter. She it does. It does look a little bit like it's she, very wizard like it's wizard like it looks like that's her like robe. And she just went back and put on a robe. I like to think that Dorothy went was planning on going to the dinner with Stan. And maybe he was like, cool, I don't want to be late. So I'll meet you there. Yeah. And on the way, she got like beckoned in by a mysterious man on a corner and ended yes. up taking like a whirling dervish class. She looks like <laughs> Professor McGonagall. Mag- McGonagall? Mag- yes. Thank you. That's what she looks like. We'll do a side by side. So then the two of them have this really sweet, moment yeah really sweet yeah. where where he he's just saying spornak and spornak like he's basically just being like with their team again which there's nearly nothing in it for her other than 
celebrating sort of this bond that they this bond that they do have. They were married for 38 years, and for the most of it, it was happy, you know, for the most part. And I think, too, because Dorothy says, you've come a long ways, Borny, yeah. which I was like, oh, no, she's using the Using the dick nickname. term. Oh. And but then he says, maybe we should, we can do this again sometime. And she she's says, like, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I liked that sort of. Which is foreshadowing, which I don't usually do to other episodes, future mm. episodes in the season. He does kiss her. Yep. They kiss. Sophia walks out like a stoic little elf. You know, she like her hands are together and she's just like in her bathrobe, an orange bathrobe. I see. She does kind of walk out like she's like. Like she's praying or something. Yeah, or she's like in the middle of mass, like all the nuns walking down. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's like, when once Stan leaves, Dorothy, you're going to send me to an early grave. I thought, but I thought Sophia liked Stan being around because of his money. Because of the money now, I know. I don't know what that was about, but maybe maybe that, maybe them being together is too far for her. Yeah, maybe maybe that was like calling her bluff. Like she was like, I love yeah. Stan, I want Stan to be around, but when she saw but Dorothy But only for the money. Him, yeah. yeah. And then Dorothy says, too late, Ma, or whatever. And yeah. then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Kind of a weird end to the end of the episode, I have to admit. Like, it... it it was. I mean, I guess it fit. I don't know. I just it didn't. It didn't wrap up in a way that I liked. I actually enjoyed that it didn't. Like it didn't. There was no resolution there. It it and because you know usually it ends on like you know a sappy moment or it ends on a laugh. And this mm-hmm. was like I mean there was a joke, but it was it was open ended. Yeah. It was it, there was no there was no closure. There was no finite resolution to mm-hmm. this issue if you want to call an issue or problem. It's just yeah. It was nice. It was like they sort of just eased us out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Great episode. Uh, Golden takeaway. My golden takeaway from this episode is I really love potatoes. And in a way that is not healthy because I just, I love them so much. And I'm on this diet where I have to, like, I have to lose weight by the end of the year for the bar mitzvah and shit. And, and I'm not eating a lot of potatoes because of that, because they're very starchy and they're sugary. And what about sweet potatoes? No, nah, not even that. I'm not really eating any potatoes. Yams? And they're the same thing. Okay. Um, but uh, I do love a potato in any form, but specifically I love potatoes all gratin. Delicious, mm. delicious, delicious. So my golden takeaway is come January of 2018, I want to have a potato party and I want to eat all of the potatoes. Is it going to be like a shardy party? No, but there will be Chardonnay there. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how many potatoes you eat. Hey, although I feel like if anything, potatoes would stop you up. Anal leakage. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you could just get some of those wow chips. Those are potatoes. Mm-hmm. Remember, they had to take mm-hmm. them off the shelves because they caused anal leakage. <laughs> Brought a full circle. <laughs> Going home. Full circle. In like a minute, like yeah. a minute joke. Um, my golden takeaway is uh, it's sort of a, a quest for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I am challenging myself oh, to uh, do some research and find out if there has ever been a situation regarding a statue that warranted the definition of emergency. Oh, interesting. I'm going to see if those two words, statue, Emergency. You know what? I, I if pro- those two words appear together in a situation, not counting, a statue fell on someone, yeah. and it was emergency services had to be called. Archduke Ferdinand, when he was assassinated, I bet that was like an emergency statue situation. 
It's got to be representational. That started a world it has war. To be, exactly. So it's got to be representational. If we don't get a statue up by X, there has to be consequences. What do you a think war emerg- is going to start? Six months. Six months an emergency? That's an emergency statue I don't know, period? Six months? Because a statue, you got to mold, you got to art it, you got to form it. You got to like, art it? You got to art it. Yeah, you got to like do all the things with it. Laszlo built his giant statue of all three women mixed into one woman in like a week. We don't know that. We only know that because it was 30 minutes. They wouldn't be fighting that not long. Not even, 23. It could have been six months. Who knew? It, well, it's not six months. The, Blanche would have moved on. Anyway, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to gonna go out there. I'm going to seek it out. I like it. And I will report back if I find anything. Wonderful. Amazing. The best. <laughs> Guys, if you're keeping along uh, with the podcast and watching the episodes that we're watching, next week we're going to watch Snap Out of It, where Dorothy meets an agoraphobic, and Rose is determined to learn <sighs> Blanche's real age on her birthday. That is a good. It's the Meals on Wheels episode. Time. Yeah, yes. that's what we will be watching. I like. That's also the same hallway that Rose confronts the man who doesn't like her. Yes. Have we watched that episode yet? Yes, we have. Yeah. Yeah. Same hallway. Yes, we same have. apartment, really. Yeah. Except the elevator is now someone's apartment in this. Yeah. In this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Swing sets. <laughs> Guys. So much fun. This has been out on the lanai. You We're can go back. to outonthelanai.com for more Golden Girls fun. And we are on social media. You guys can go to facebook.com slash golden girls podcast. And on Twitter, we are at golden girls pod. And if you guys want to show support for the podcast, you can go to out on the slash donate, where you can give us a one-time donation or a monthly donation through Patreon. And all money goes towards costs of the podcast. Cause this shit ain't free. No. If well, it guys, is for them, but not for us. But not for us to make. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you guys uh, can't donate financially, but you still want to show support. Yes. Go on iTunes. And uh, give us, us a rating and review. A rating and review. I actually read a lot of them over the weekend. A lot of them were very, very nice. And a lot of what? you have taken the time to do it. I appreciate it. Tell I'll me, be honest. Tell me the meanest one about me. Tell I don't me. remember. Don't say. Just remember. You remember. Of course you remember. Um. Oh, someone said we get it. You hate Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I love mean reviews. Don't leave them. But I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Where can Guys, people follow you? If you want to leave a mean review directly to me, you can got, follow me at H. Allen Scott on literally everything. And, uh, and, and tell me, tell me, like, start off the message with what you hate about me. I would like that. And you guys can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Squid Eat Squid, and I'm Squidzy on Instagram. Yes. And as always, thank you guys so much for all of your Facebook messages, Twitter messages. It's all awesome. We love it's talking so to much you guys. Fun. Please it's fun. Especially it coming. the man in the bathroom who said he enjoyed it as a golden takeaway mystery man. Thank you for, um, for that being experience. our Golden Girls podcast ghost. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should all... Stay golden! Stay golden. Stay